You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition, this special edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, and I'm going to be transitioning to guest here in a minute, and Paul Roberts is going to step in and be the host. But this is episode number 1087. Killing Cats Leads to Rats is my third book, and it's my most ambitious project. I've asked Paul to interview me about this book and how unintended consequences can negatively impact a business's performance and employees' morale. So I'm going to turn it over to Paul now and ask him to ask me some questions about the book. I feel privileged to do so because I was there at the beginning when you were kicking around different titles and different ideas, and I thought this one just caught everybody's attention here. So I guess everybody, you know, I I think I remember kind of the genesis of the story, but for everybody who wasn't there at the beginning, what was the inspiration for your latest book? Okay, well, it came right here in the studio, Paul. From talking and listening to business owners and executives on the radio show, I was fascinated by how many times we heard that outcomes of their strategic decisions were very different from what they had expected, anticipated them to be. And over the years, Paul, I kept asking myself, why is this happening so often? And then I thought, what can I do to help teach other business owners and explore this concept with them so that they might be able to better predict the future outcomes? Uh, What I'm talking about are their strategic business decisions. But I do want to give a shout out to Troy Hoffman, because I was giving this talk years ago inside, because I've been giving this talk since 2010. And I was given this talk inside of one of my peer groups, and I had a different title for it. But I featured this story about the Black Plague and killing cats, which leads to rats, which is how, you know, what we titled it. And he looked at me and he said, Rick, you ought to title this talk, Killing Cats Leads to Rats. And I said, Troy, you're absolutely right. (laughs) And ever since then, we've called it Killing Cats Leads to Rats. Well, you know, and not to give everybody a history lesson, but the Black Plague, the biggest, uh, you know, plague to ever hit the planet, certainly Western Europe, started when they started killing cats because they were, what, associated with witchcraft and whatnot? Yeah, well, actually, and that was in the 1300s. But the the reason why I thought it was appropriate for this book is if you go back into the 1200s, um, there was Pope Gregory IX. Mm-hmm. He was the first pope of the Roman Catholic Church that put in writing what's called a vox in Rama, that the black cat was the, in his words, vessel of Satan. Ah, I didn't so know he's that. actually the first person historians can find who documented that and why this is an appropriate unintended consequence because it set the context that black cats were evil which led the persecution of witches but it made it easier a hundred and some years later for people to assume that cats were evil and causing the plague exactly and and that's why not only is it an interesting name but i thought this is really an example of downstream unintended consequences of your decision. Yeah, half of Europe is wiped out because they wiped out the cats that killed the rats. Right, exactly. Exactly. All right, so give us some of the five causes for unintended consequences in business. Okay, so when I've been looking for what else can we learn? You know, I'm big on peer learning, right, Paul? And we don't have to... Amen to that. Right. We, we don't have to invent the wheel every time. We can spend time... And as you always point out, it's sometimes easier to learn through the example of others yes. than having to go through these life-defying uh, uh, changes yourself. Here. So one of the things that I came across is a white is a paper that was written in the 1930s by a gentleman by the name of Dr. Robert K. Merton. 
and he may not be known to our audience, but let me tell you, he's he's known now as the father of modern sociology. And the work that he did on analyzing and looking at large-scale social systems, he invented the term self-defeating prophecy, role model, reference group. Wow. So he's... And he wrote this paper studying large-scale societies, and what he found is in these large-scale social systems, there are always unanticipated, his words, unanticipated consequences of the major social action that they take. And, and as, as I read his paper as to why, I thought, what is a company but really a smaller version of a society. It's people with hierarchies and structure trying to achieve goals, trying to live a normal society, life within that society. And I thought, can we take Merton's work and apply it to business? And the first thing we did was we took his five causes in society for unintended consequences, or in his term, unanticipated, and we brought him into business terms. All right. And, well, and before you give him, I, I immediately got to think of something that's in the news today, Facebook. Facebook never realized they were going to influence elections when they got a billion people to sign up and start sending cat pictures around. Right. And, and you go up a level, the whole the whole concept of social media, did anybody ever talk about what about the unintended consequences of an evil force who wants to use this right. to create a consciousness that is greater than their own? What a tool that can be used to influence people. And uncurated news where it's right. just passed around like a wild rumor. Right, yeah, right. Exactly. It's, and that's a magnificent these unintended consequences are everywhere, every day, and what I'm doing with this book and the website that we're launching is I want to curate unintended consequences. Hmm. My book is filled with examples of, of companies like Wells Fargo and Volkswagen and Starbucks, names that you know who had unintended consequences of their strategic business decisions, but they come back to five basic elements that Dr. Merton's research discovered. Well, let's hold that. We're going to tease that for after the break. Let's take a quick commercial. We'll come back and you give us the five causes for unintended consequences in business. Beautiful. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. All right, we're back with Rick Franzi talking about his new book, Killing Cats Leads to Rats and the Power of Unintended Consequences in Business. Give us the five that you find, five categories, the yeah. five types. So these were Dr. Merton's research, and in the book we apply them to business, and I don't have time to go into that, but let me just tell you, the five start with ignorance, a basic lack of knowledge about the context within which you have to make a decision. The second one that Merton's research discovered that we've applied to business is error. You know, it, it builds on ignorance because you have information, but either the information is wrong or you misinterpret it, and that leads to unintended consequences. The next one is immediate interest. It's where in business you think uh, everybody's value systems uh, and, and you look at a system and you say, well, you know, we really want to win a new customer, and you go after that new customer almost to the detriment of maybe other 
parts of your business. So you get the customer, but your unintended consequences, you might have lost other things that were just seen that happen all, all the time, time. Yeah. in in business that in, in public companies, it's this drive to get the next quarterly earnings up to where the market expects no matter to be. what the consequence. Right, right. Damn the torpedoes. I don't care about next year. To, I got to make the quarterly number. That's immediate interest. Basic values is where you don't understand your channel partners. You think they're going to do the same thing as you. An example of this is in Washington, D.C., where they banned the sale of single cans of beer because street homeless people were buying single cans of beer and urinating and causing disruptions. Mm -hmm. So the city council banned single cans of beer sale. What they didn't realize is how valuable those single can beer, (laughs) high margin for the liquor stores. So all they did was they created a two-pack. And they sold two cans of beer at one time instead of one. Didn't do anything to, to change. Double the, the trouble. Double the trouble, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And then the last one is what we said earlier, self-defeating or its cousin self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, in business, you have such an irrational fear of a potential future state that you take actions today that actually make that more likely to happen. And that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so you can you can create a future state by fearing it so much that you actually have the wrong outcomes, the unintended consequences of it. All right, so those are the five causes. Now, you say there's three types of unintended consequences. What do you mean by that, and why are they all bad? Yeah, well, okay, great question. So um, uh, Dr. Merton's research found three in social systems, and we found the same three in business. The first one is a negative outcome. It's just the unintended consequence wasn't anticipated, wasn't intended, and it sucks. It's worse than what you thought. you got to dig yourself out of it. It's a problem. It's obvious that this is bad. The next one is sort of a... A neutral, but it sows the seeds for future problems. Think of it as sort of Murphy's Law. You know, on the surface, it doesn't look like anything's wrong. But eventually, down the line, maybe you see start to see unintended consequences, and those are bad. I would argue that the example that we used in the first block with Pope Gregory, where he passed the edict to kill cats, had a significant later on downstream negative impact. He on didn't the get it at the time. Yeah. But, uh, he's, Hundreds and some years later. He set it up. Yeah, he set the context for it. The last one is a positive outcome. We think of this as serendipity or luck. You know, the outcomes are better. But what I found in business and we were studying for writing this book is leaders have to be very careful that whenever the outcome is different than what they told their employees it would be or should be, because their employees expect them to be clairvoyant. Yeah. If you tell me I do this, we'll get that, and I do this, and we don't get that, even if that is better than what we expected, it can be negative. I'll give you a quick example. Let's say you launch a new product. You say, oh, this product is going to be great. We're going to sell 100 of these a, a year. And all of a sudden, you start selling 200. 1,000. <laughs> 1,000. And you're all joyous and happy. Hey, what about Sally and Seymour, who are working at the bench on Saturday morning, I know you're paying them overtime, but you know what? They're missing their daughter's soccer game. And they're wondering, why didn't Paul know that this was going to sell a 1,000 widgets instead (laughs) of a 100 like he told us? And, oh, by the way, where's Paul? Why are we here? And Paul's out on his yacht. Resentment. Yes. So even a positive outcome can be negative in the eyes of your employees. I'll give you another one. Years ago, Planet Hollywood became very popular very quickly, and they found lots of people who wanted to build them. The problem was the way they had it set up, from what I understand, every time they built one, they lost money. <laughs> and so the company's growth looked phenomenal, right. but their bottom line was getting worse and worse till they finally ended up filing bankruptcy. And what killed them was too fast a growth. They hadn't figured out the model yet. Wow. That's a perfect one. I have to, I'm going to write that down. Planet Hollywood. Planet See, Hollywood. These yeah. unintended consequences, ladies and gentlemen, are everywhere. Just look for them. I'll tell you the other one that I always quote in my life is the so-called Vegas effect. You walk in and you throw down $100 and you win. I'm a genius. 
everything you do goes bad after that because you just you just all the wheels are off i know all the answers look at what i did right politicians do this all the time other business leaders their first guess is so great they're given great latitude to make big mistakes after that. well i always worry when i meet a younger entrepreneur who's been nothing but successful and hasn't seen a setback yet yes. because they're building this latent unfortunately i worry potential to when they do have a problem they put so many chips on the table that they have a greater fall from grace than yeah. if they would have had a younger earlier failure can't believe it don't know how to deal with it uh, can't accept to keep throwing good money after bad and all that's that why they should join a peer group because outside influence can help them to avoid some of that well let's highlight your six step secure you call it the secure model for planning that helps ceos avoid reduce mitigate unintended consequences oh, that's perfect that's you, you you should do this professionally <laughs> yeah you I know think I have. The, the book it, the first half of the book is great because it sets the context and demonstrates how prevalent and how damaging unintended consequences are the second uh, half of the book is really intended to give each business owner and top executive regardless of the size of their firm the opportunity to better anticipate and try to control the outcomes because I, i'm telling you again employee morale is directly tied to how well you predict the future outcomes of your strategic decisions. People will trust you if you prove to them you know what you're talking about. People begin to doubt you when you consistently have outcomes that are different than what you told them it would be, whether it's your fault or not, ladies and gentlemen. You need to control those unintended consequences. So our research showed the first step, the S in secure, is slow down the decision process. Harvard Business Review did a survey of hundreds of middle market companies, and they found that on average, the CEOs of those companies spent less than three hours a month thinking about the strategic future <laughs> wow. for their company. Wow. Right. So, so, so in so deep in the trenches there, fighting the fires and trying to uh, win that sale today, tomorrow, hand to that broken piece of equipment in the back, they're not thinking about where they're going. Yeah, the urgent overrules the important in Stephen Covey's world. So the first one is. Give yourself ample time between when you have to make a decision and when you start thinking and planning for it. Plan specific time in, in your month, in your week, in your day to think about the future. Because if the CEO and owner isn't thinking about the three- and five-year plan, I can guarantee you in middle market <laughs> companies, nobody else is. And if you don't plan your future, you're going to get whatever you get. <laughs> yeah, so, right. so slow it down, plan the time, and then once you've made the time to plan, act deliberately. Take action. You have to, at one point, stop thinking and start doing. Yeah, and right. that's all in the slow down the decision How process. about knowledge, though? Don't you have to expand your knowledge a bit? That's there? the E, baby. Oh, okay. I tell you, I think he's got a cheat sheet in front of him. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. And what <laughs> we found is uh, two things. You should first, when you're expanding your knowledge as the leader of a company, you should assess assess the information that's available to you in your company. I am surprised at how many business owners make strategic decisions without ever bringing their rank and file and their supervisors and their managers. I realize some of this is confidential, but you need to find a way to tap into what they know because they know a version of your business that you don't know. Ah, but don't you run the risk of, of, of opening the kimono and revealing that you don't maybe know all the answers here? Well, and, and that is a risk that you run, but I'm telling you, for people to buy into your decision, they have to have a little bit of input into it. Even if it's the color of the paint on the tail of the plane, <laughs> they look at the whole plane and go, look at what I helped build, Johnny. Yeah, right. So you have to, as a wise manager, you have to know how to do that. So we know S-E insecure. Clarify to me what the C stands for. 
Yeah, so clarify the desired outcome. A lot of times what we saw in our research is by the time the strategic decision was made, even in a collaborative sense, when it needed to be rolled out to the entire organizations, the leaders were tired of it. They had been dealing with it for a long mm -hmm. time, and they almost lost their mojo to go to the level of detail that was required to explain to the people why, Paul, you have to start doing things differently tomorrow, which will make you uncomfortable. Here is the outcome that we're all going to get if you start changing your behavior. Reminds me raising a uh, an eight-year-old or going through a, a trying to teach my four-year-old grandson anything. Why? Uh -huh. Why? Right. Why? I'm right. so tired of explaining what just do it. <laughs> You're giving me great material for my <laughs> keynote. But that's exactly what you have to be able to do in the company. Answer every question. Because in the seeds of those questions may be things that you hadn't thought about that you need to think about. Because the earlier in the implementation you make changes, Michael uh, Houlihan of Barefoot Wine says, when people are, when a strategy is early, like cement, you can move it with a trial. Hmm. Once it sets, you need a jackhammer. Yeah. And boy, he knows. I built that huge brand and sold it for eighty gazillion dollars. Or him, him and Bonnie. All right. So how about uh, you unifying the team? It says. Yeah, this is unify the team. It's very simple. Don't be a micromanager. You know, you need to delegate effectively. And you need, especially with millennials in the workforce and the, the science yeah. numbers there. They, they, they don't want to be just shut up and told what to do. You have to, to collaborate yeah. with them. And yeah. so unifying the team is bringing them in, delegating the authority and responsibility, and building a collaborative team. But if you unify the team and empower them to make decisions, how do you do the R and retain control? That's exactly how you do the R and retain control. Because if you're not, a, if you're not proactive as a leader, if you're not out there, as I said earlier, looking at the early returns and making sure that the small changes that you've asked for aren't leading you to larger unintended consequences, you might come back and find it later that those are uh, too big for you to contain. Mm -hmm. And by retaining control, you let your people tell you the truth. I know I said, I think this is going to be great, but if it sucks, tell me early and we'll change it. People too often know that something's not going to work, but the boss doesn't want to hear it, so they don't tell her. Yeah, boy, that's always the truth. And you're steering right towards the iceberg, and nobody wants to point out the obvious here. Right. All right, last one, secure. We slowed down, we expanded, we clarified, we unified, we tried to retain control. Now we got to ensure you stay outcome-focused. That ain't easy when you're down there trying to get everybody moving in the same direction. Right, because I've been preaching delegation and collaboration and and all of that, and I believe as a proactive manager, you have to be watching for early signs. But at the end of the day, you have to remember why you're doing this in the first place. And you, and there will be times, because change is uncomfortable, when you have to remind people of why we're making these changes. What goodness will happen to the company by virtue of this process that we have to go through? You have to continue to be the cheerleader that reminds people, Look at the mountain. This is the mountain we're going to climb, and this is why. Well, and it's Simon Sinek that you quote all the time. What's the why? Why are we here? Where? Why are we doing this in the first place? What What caused us to take this action, and where are we headed with it? Exactly. Somebody's got to point the point the way up the mountain here. You got to be the Sherpa that shows them the way here. All right. Well, then the obvious question is, what impact do you expect your book to make, and what are the unexpected consequences? that might happen out if somebody takes this risk and reads it. Well, there you go. I think one of the unintended consequences is they may look at more unintended consequences. <laughs> but uh, I, help, I hope I help them to realize how prevalent unintended consequences are 
I said in the book, we use a lot of big company examples. That's because there's a lot of press. There's a lot of press about Wells Fargo wanting to have every retail client have no less than eight different accounts. And that led to them having widespread fraud, having to fire 5,300 people, having to fire, frankly, their CEO and the president of the retail banking division. And for a long time, tainted their brand. Uh, which was a stellar brand, one uh, of the most valuable banking brands on in the a national industry. thing. We we made a choice back. Uh, uh, both Democrats and Republicans made a choice that everybody should be a homeowner. Everybody. The more we get homeowners, the more yes. you'll be invested in yes. society. Yes. you'll be part of the system. You'll vote. You'll believe. You, you won't be. You'll care. And but we forgot that not everybody can afford to be a homeowner. There is an unintended consequence called the Great Recession. recession yeah. So you know, I'd, I'd like them to be more aware of the risks of any new strategy to spend time using the secure model to kind of step through, have we done what are these best practices to try to avoid, reduce, or at least mitigate and manage the unintended consequences? And then I'd like to create a community. I'm creating a community of leaders of companies who look for, identify unintended consequences. It's like when you're going to buy something new. Let's say it's a car, Paul, and you Mm -hmm. decided on a model. All of a sudden, now everywhere you look, what do you see? That model car, right? Because you're now it's in your it's in your consciousness. I believe the same thing is happening with unintended consequences. As people start to look for them, they start to recognize them much more regularly in the marketplace, and you'll begin to see them inside your company as the little green shootlings that you can hmm. fix before they grow into trees. I'll tell you what I see as an unintended consequence is maybe you'll see a new dimension to your business. I read a story years ago. I think it was called Flat People or Flatlanders. And it was all about people who lived in two dimensions. And they were constantly being hit by things because they never looked up. They looked left. They looked right. But suddenly one day said, what if we look up? Oh, my goodness. There's another dimension to our business here. I think that can be the unintended consequence. You see a new dimension to your business that you didn't see before. Uh, Well, I appreciate you asking me about the book. And if people want to buy the book, it's going to be available as a paperback at Day of Launch. It's going to be available as a Kindle on the day of launch. And actually, on March 29th, which is the day of launch, you can buy the Kindle version of my book for 99 cents. And I'll tell you the unintended action or consequence, not just business owners who want to be bright and ahead and successful. How about the people under them? What if you gave this to one of your managers or owners that might create an unintended consequence for good that they might suddenly start to see some of this stuff and not crash the ship and make everybody go down with it right the further out you can push this sensibility the the faster as peter saying said learning organizations and i actually do a workshop to help middle middle market managers to develop these skills so the book's available on amazon and barnes and noble on amazon the Kindle version is going to be 99 cents. The book is going to be discounted. You've so even got an audible version where people, we, can, somebody read the book. and Yeah, I had a professional read the book, and I, I've listened to it. It's great. Uh, the reader was awesome, How so cool it's very that? easy yeah. to listen to. And so we're very excited that March 29th, the book will drop. We'd like to get everybody to go on to Amazon who thinks they might want to buy the book and buy the book on March 29th. We're going to bestseller status for this book. Well, and it's not just to put dollars into your pocket. It's to change the consciousness of a whole bunch of businesses. You know, we've all lived through the failures of massive corporations these days. How many of us want to go through that anymore? Maybe if we got people at the top to start thinking differently, we could all benefit. Amen. All right. Rick Franzi, Killing Cats Leads to Rats. 
from the folks who brought you Critical Mass Radio right here in Orange County's only radio station, octalkradio.net. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi, 